Hello and welcome to the Non-Perfect Parents Club podcast. I'm Emma, a mama of two girls, an ex-nursery practitioner and the creator of the Non-Perfect Parents Club. The Non-Perfect Parents Club is all about support, honesty, truths, acknowledging that none of us can be perfect parents because it's impossible and basically just speaking the unspoken. The only rule here is no judgment allowed. I love hearing people's stories, I love finding out about other parents, their family dynamics, their values and how they tick. So that is what this podcast is going to be. Some great honest conversations about parenting, hopefully delving into some nitty gritty thoughts and feelings that will make us all laugh, cry and sigh a big sigh of relief. welcome back to the non-perfect parents club podcast today i'm joined by emma from the instagram page pounds and piggy banks hi emma thank you for joining me on the podcast no problem nice to be here thank you so do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your instagram page pounds and piggy banks yeah yeah thank you um so i'm emma webb and um i've started the instagram page pounds and piggy banks just because I recognise that there was a, I guess, a gap, if you like, um, where no one's really teaching our kids about money, so to speak, if that makes sense. So obviously our kids all go to school and our schools are amazing, but the school curriculum is teaches probably the bare necessities about money um, in terms of the curriculum. And I think that's a focus that they're focusing on at the moment. Um, but I guess one of the things that um, I've always thought is that education starts at home, I guess, to a certain extent. Um, So there is a responsibility on us to teach our kids about money. Um, And if you think about the fact that, I don't know, I've got a a stepson who's probably now about 20 and he used to come home from school and he used to, um, I don't know, have a really hard piece of science or maths and I'd be thinking, I'll try and get him through this. Um, But I guess in the back of my head, as much as I'd try and do the best that I could do, I'd know at school someone was going to teach him about that, someone was going to help him, give that clarity that he needed. With money, there's nobody really to do that. So there's a really basic education at school where there's certain things that need to be covered on the curriculum. But actually, for our kids to, I guess, thrive and do well in the future and and get by in a way that we want them to be comfortable, they need to understand the financial system that we live in, the world that we live in, that is, is kind of ran by money to a certain extent so having that knowledge and really understanding what money is why it's there and when we have it what we can do with it to to keep it safe to make it work for us to put us in a situation where we can achieve what we want to achieve that's so important and that's kind of down to us as parents which is really quite scary when I thought about it in the context of my children so my daughter's now seven and she's now at that age where I need to start to teach her about that. I think in some research that I saw recently, actually, it talks about money habits being formed as early as seven years old. So actually, she could have the habits already now that are going to sort of serve her for a lifetime. So hopefully not too late for us to do something about that. (laughs) Um, But that's that's the main reason why I I wanted to bring the page to life. So the idea behind Pounds and Piggy Banks is to share ideas about how we can talk to our children about money. and it's really hard because as parents, we didn't have that education either. I don't know about you, but I don't yeah. remember money being on the on the curriculum at school when I was at school. It's kind of down to what our parents taught us. And 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 I think with money and with anything to do with finances, it's um, it depends what your experience is. If you have to buy a house, you get to understand what a mortgage is. Yeah. Um, but if you don't do that and if you rent, you probably don't understand so much about mortgages and how they work and how you're going to impart that knowledge to your kids. So it's kind of that thing of, 
almost bridging the gap between, well, we're not getting taught it at school necessarily yet. Hopefully we'll, we will do more in the future, but how are we going to find out about the things that we need to teach our kids if we've never been taught it ourselves? So that was kind of the idea behind the page. And it originally I thought, well, we'll focus on, on targeting it at the children, but actually when I took a step back, I thought, actually, I needed this as a parent. So actually, so my audience you'll see is primarily parents who are wanting to have those conversations with their children. And it's one of those things, isn't it? You think money, you think it's quite a dry topic, <laughs> could be a bit boring, but actually it's about trying to find fun ways every day. It doesn't have to be hard stuff that you can, so you can bring to life the concept of money and not just the money, but how we use it, our attitudes towards it, habits and behaviors, like how we spend, and I guess there's a whole world of media out there as well that are trying to push things on us in terms of what our kids should want and what what they what they might need. And and I guess it's almost giving them the tools that they need to navigate their way through that so that they can be successful in managing their money later in life, I think. Yeah, I think you, I love your page. I think it's really great. And I think sometimes as a parent, you kind of, you just do stuff and you forget to kind of, tell you your kids what you're doing and why you're doing it and we're so busy and you know in a shop and we're trying to pay and watch them and they're asking yeah. questions and and you know it, it's that I guess there's lots of things that you've put on that kind of made me think a bit more consciously about talking to them about money um, and rather it. than like the snippets as throughout the day <laughs> absolutely and 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 we've got to be realistic, haven't we? You're absolutely right. We're living a life where you've just got to get from one one activity to the next, one part of the day to the next. And the whole of our day isn't going to be about teaching our kids about money. But it is that it's that conscious effort, isn't it? The, or not yeah. conscious effort, but conscious awareness, I guess, of being in the moment thinking, actually, this is something I can do. Or having that prompt. And that's the purpose of the page. It's just to almost pull out those ideas um, and I and I want it to be a, a bit of a community as well. So it's not just about what what I have seen and, and heard, but it's about what other parents are doing with their children as well. Because yeah. I think there's a power in community. So I don't know. You're out with your kids, Emma, and you you find a way of actually bringing something to life, and you see a penny drops for them. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> but being able to share that in a in in, in a space yeah. where other 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 parents can read it actually might just bring those quick, easy ways in which to bring something to life to share that with other people so that we can all take advantage of it. So um, there's certainly nothing from my background. I mean, I've, I've worked in financial services for the past 20 years and I've, I've worked with individuals and businesses to help them achieve their money goals. That's kind of my background. But that doesn't mean that I'm I'm not in the font of all knowledge. This is about parenting, about how to bring some of these, these things to life, I guess, day to day with kids and uh, we all know how uh, how unexpected some things can be with the, with the kids at different points yeah. in time. <laughs> so, um, so where do we start? Yeah, I think I think the first thing really is, and you might, I think we've we've chatted about this, I think offline anyway, is is about understanding um, where I think it's, it's understanding exactly where their knowledge is right now and what they think right now. So regardless of what age they are, I put a post on my page right at the start when I first started my page around asking kids five key questions. And to be fair, I've just reposted it this morning, actually, because I've got quite a few new followers. So I thought it would be a good exercise for them to do. Um, I have actually written them down so I could share them with you guys as well. So I think five simple questions. What is money? Why do we have money? What do your grown-ups spend money on? That can be an interesting one. Um, if you were to have 20 pounds today what would you spend it on 
And what is one thing you would uh, like to save up your money for? So by asking those five key questions, and I can share them with you so you can share them with your audience, it's kind of understanding where is their knowledge at the moment? Um, and there's no right or wrongs. Where do, what do they see you doing? Which is quite an interesting one because obviously how they see you using money and what they think you use money for can be quite an eye-opener and not, not necessarily negative or positive, but just help you understand what their mindset is around it really and what, what behaviours have, have, have we been modelling to the kids without even realising. So that's quite an interesting one. Um, what's their attitude to receiving money? So when they get it, what do they want to do with it? Do they want to spend it? Do they want to save it? Um, what's their thought process? And there's, again, there's no right or wrong because... They need to be able to do both, but it's about understanding where they are, where their heads are, because then that can start to give you a feel for things that you might want to focus in on when, you, when you're doing some work with them around this. Um, and the last question that I said there around what they want to save their money for, it gives us a real good um, opener, I guess, to um, give them something to set, set as a money goal for themselves. So if they say that, they, oh, I'd love to save up for a bike, typical example, um, yeah then that might be something if that's not already something they've got we can use that then as as their money goal what what they want to do so okay what do we need to do to help you save up for that and everyone's financial situation is different whether you give pocket money whether you don't whether they might get money gifts at christmas or at birthday so it's just about thinking what is your own situation and how can you start to bring some of those things to life with the kids um but yeah i think first of all it's just understanding where they are and asking them is clearly the the best way to do that so that's yeah. a that's a good first starter I think yeah I'm just thinking of my youngest she's seven and um, so my eldest is 12 she's she's a saver she's really careful with her money she thinks about every purchase my youngest is completely the opposite she's <laughs> like if she has money it literally burns a hole in her pocket and she needs to spend it like we we went on um we went away recently for a couple of nights and they took some money my youngest spent everything and we lent her more beside so she was completely down to zero in her purse <laughs> and then a, a few days later she got three pounds I think she'd got two pounds from the two fairy and a pound of my mum and we were in town and she had to spend every bit of that money <laughs> like that, that dopamine hit of the spend but we said like as she gets older, I think it's going to be really tricky to kind of manage that and kind of help her see that it's maybe not the best way to, you know, manage your money. <laughs> and it's interesting, isn't it? I think our kids' personalities play so much into the types of behaviours potentially that they could have. Um, but where, but where, do you mean where she's you absolutely nailed it on the head there is that dopamine rush so mm -hmm. there is psychology well, not psychologists the science going on behind that those sort of wants and needs and I guess yeah. there's I did put some uh, some bits on on the page not that long ago actually around delayed gratification and there's, there's things that we can do to try and teach our children actually that feels really good and that's that's normal that that feels really good um, but what does it feel like if you've got that goal there and actually when you hit that goal mm -hmm. and almost helping them understand that they can still get that really good feeling by saving and waiting? Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's loads of different ways in which just almost listening to the children to start off with will help us kind of understand what their motivators are. And then there's things yeah. that potentially that we can use to 
um, to help them as they navigate their way because we've all been there. Um, I, I was definitely an emotional spender, I think, back in my 20s. Yes. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but it's recognising those traits, isn't it? And if we yeah. do those activities with children when they're really young, um, then it just helps them empower themselves for later in life as well. And being aware and self-aware is one of the biggest probably gifts we can give them in any aspect of yeah. their learning, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, that's a really good point. What you mentioned, your 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 twelve year old, and um, the fact that she's a saver. Is there anything that you've done? Do you think to sort of foster that sort of mindset with her? Do you think? Um, I don't know really. I, I'm not sure. She's yeah. I, I don't know. She's just she's a very different personality. I think that plays mm. probably the biggest part. Um, and I don't know. Maybe if, I don't know if it's from we were in a different financial position when she was younger so you know it was I mean we're kind of with all like the the cost increase and stuff we're back to kind of penny watching and stuff again and the girls know that and they they hear me saying stuff but I think when she was younger it probably was very different I don't know if that's maybe had an impact um but I think I noticed very much she's very much like I am with money mm. and my youngest is very much like my sister yeah. um right. so I don't know I don't know what yeah I think yeah. a lot of it is probably personality but there's obviously bound to be some other influence yeah. there that and it's like we were saying like sometimes you you do stuff and it's not even consciously you don't realize you're doing it or saying it and and they pick up on everything don't they um, <laughs> oh absolutely so <laughs> There's probably aspects there that I've not even realised that I've said or done that they've kind of picked up on, maybe. And I think that's... that's, Sorry, go on. Absolutely. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. That was... That's exactly one of the... um, one of the different things that I've got to focus on when I'm focusing on sharing sort of these hints and tips, because it's not just all about the facts. Quite a lot of it is also about mindset and about what you've seen as you're growing up um, and how you sort of forge your own mindset. So that's why one of those questions is around sort of how they see money, how they see their parents using money, that sort of thing. Cause it, it's quite interesting how different things can influence different people's opinions. And it's the same yeah. for us as when we think about back to when we were young and our, our own money mindsets, I guess. Um, yeah. As well. that, that was one of my, um, my next questions actually, cause I've, you've done like a, is it four money mindset myths post? Um, yeah which was really good so I was going to ask you to tell us a little bit about money mindset and also why it's important to talk positively about money yeah and and I think this was it was probably later in my sort of journey with money that this became clear to me so um I think one of the things you hear all these sort of sayings, don't you, that, that you've perhaps brought up with um and it depends on money doesn't grow on trees um uh, money is the root of all evil I don't mean some of these are quite in, in extreme um yes. I can't remember all the other ones off the top of my head you, you're testing me now but but the <laughs> I think the, the premise the premise is I guess that all these little things over time add up and help it and, and and almost create an, um, a perception around money in our minds and that's kind of the same as what's happening with our children so the way that we're talking about money in front of them can make a real difference without us even realizing and and that's not something to 
to sort of praise give ourselves a pat on the back about or beat ourselves up about it just that just is it's just life isn't it you mentioned yeah. before the cost of living crisis we're all talking more and more about oh how can we save money um how, how can we not spend as much and the different ways in which we can focus on on that on the money saving side of things um but i guess it's about being positive about money i think one of the things I think one of the first examples on that that particular post that you were talking about was was almost thinking about money and scarcity. And if you're talking about money as though and coming from a place as though we haven't got any money, it can very soon become a situation where children think, oh, money is really hard to come by. And actually that can drive their own behaviours, whether that might be holding on to money and not wanting to spend anything or it could be the opposite it could be oh spending it quickly because we don't know when we're going to get some more again and we don't even think about the psychology behind that that can have big big impacts on actually the behaviors that we have in the future um as we get older um and if i don't know if you self-reflect on, on your own sort of things that your parents said to you when you were kids um you can start to see some of that coming through because i can see that in probably in my own sort of background when money was scarce and that sort of thing so it's interesting i guess you mentioned before about talking positively about money i guess it's a whole thing of yes we are might be saving money boys we're saving money because we want to do this positive thing with money money enables us to make those choices to go on that holiday to um buy that nice gift or whatever that might be so actually just reframing some of the conversations that we have um can be really helpful in terms of talking positively about money as opposed to talking about it as perhaps a scarcity or something that's more negative yeah um and that's that's kind of what was at the the thought process there i still have to check myself on that because it's so easy you just talk about it in the way you talk about it yeah. don't you <laughs> and that, you hear that, about it in the media in a negative way as well don't you so naturally yeah. that is the tone of conversation um but it's an interesting interesting one to try and flip yeah well that really made me think because when i read that and i was like oh wow i think i do that actually quite a lot because i'm i worry all the time and I worry about money and you know and and i think i probably do say stuff that I do I need to work on flipping it so that it made me think and I thought oh that's actually that's really good that like a really good point for me to to think about and make a conscious effort to kind of flip that narrative and and you know yeah I think we're all in that situation it's it's and it's and it's easy to apply that to probably things outside of money as well isn't it it's it's just one of those things about reframing things positively can have a positive impact on both you and those people around you as well so yeah, yeah, one for me as well to focus on. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what would you kind of, I'm just thinking like as well, obviously there's a cost of living crisis and that, and there will be a lot of parents probably that listen that are in a, a financial situation where they struggle to make ends meet on a regular basis. And what would you kind of say to them in terms of kind of, them do you understand what I'm I'm not wording this very well um so for them to kind of show their children obviously money's tight it's not there how what would they say or do in front of their children to kind of promote the positive mind money mindset yeah no I I totally I totally get where you're coming from and, and that is something that's on my mind when I'm sort of sharing information with my audience as well because that's that's probably a key concern for a lot of people at the moment I think yeah. the first thing to think about from from a, a a personal perspective to anybody in that who's in those situations is the fact that 
actually financial success, whether that be of you or your kids, isn't dependent on how much money you've got. It's about how you manage the money that you've got. And I think that's where the opportunity is for us to talk to our kids. It's about yeah. how we manage the money we've got. It doesn't matter how much we've got of it. So I think starting off in, and, and to be fair, this, regardless of what, what your financial circumstances are, that the, the principle is still the same. I think it's just having family conversations. And I think historically as a family, I don't know about you, but people don't tend to talk about as, as a family about their money as a family, do they? They don't talk about parents look after the money, kids play, yeah. everything's happy. <laughs> uh, and there are times when those, those, those arenas kind of meet, I guess. Um, but more often than not, that's not a conversation. And actually, even if it's something as simple as, okay, as a family, we'd really love to do this. And this could be, do you mean something that costs £10? It could be something that costs more than that. It doesn't matter the value of that. It could be a day out where you take a picnic. It could be something like, I don't know, where you go to, I don't know, the Sea Life Centre or whatever as a yeah. family. Something you want to save up for together. And actually almost having a plan as a family to try and achieve that, that, that savings objective. So it could be something as yeah. simple as that. And you can flex these ideas and activities based on what you can and can't afford and based on your own financial situation. Because I think that's that's something that we shouldn't worry about or feel shame about. Everybody's journey is totally different. There's no two people who are in exactly the same financial situation. Mm -hmm. um, and our, our financial situations change as we go through life ourselves. So as yeah. you've got kids in your family unit, there'll be times when money is scarcer and there'll be times when you're feeling more comfortable and that is normal do you know what I mean that's just a cycle yeah. that everybody goes through um and I guess it's just it's just being consistent about bringing the kids into those conversations whatever those conversations are we don't want to make them worry so we probably wouldn't talk where we're, we're worrying about money but actually oh yeah. this is what we want to do kids how are we going to achieve it or if we can't go on that family holiday, this is what we're going to do instead. Let's let's plan some days out together. The older kids getting them involved in researching perhaps a day out or how what what's the most cost effective way for us to do this or can you find the cheapest yeah. day out yeah. this type of place? Giving them a little task or activity where they're actually doing some research or you might even know what you want to do, but you get them to go onto the website. Oh, do you want to price up how much it's going to cost as a family for us to go there? All those things start to give kids an understanding of the value of money um mm -hmm. and actually the fact that you've got to think about money when you do these things um yeah. which sometimes I know I've had situations before I remember my older stepson from a previous relationship he had no concept of money whatsoever it was really found it really challenging to get him to start to think about that <laughs> but those family conversations can really make a difference I think it's talking about it around the table it doesn't have to be every conversation that's unrealistic to think that but once a week once a month whatever if you're talking about it in a family context regardless of what your capability is financially at that point in time how much you've got it's a conversation you can all have together yeah and I think sometimes as parents again we can try to shield our children from that kind of stuff can't we and we can try and we kind of don't think it's their responsibility and and all that kind of thing but like you say it's teaching them that value of money and I love like in our house we kind of we we don't bother we we talk about everything it, it kind of doesn't we don't kind of shield them from like money stuff like obviously there will be some stuff but do you know what I mean like we yeah. talk about bills and the cost of stuff and I love telling the girls the cost of something and seeing the shock on their faces you know like, oh, <laughs> payment is this and they're like what every month I'm like yeah <laughs> this is life <laughs> Um, so I, I do think it helps to kind of have those 
those conversations doesn't it and you know that's that's where it kind of helps them form in their minds doesn't it yeah and I think it, you want to have age appropriate conversations so there's things and it doesn't have to be conversations it can be activities and things that you would do naturally when you're playing with your kids so if you're talking about really young children you can play shop they can be counting coins they can you can get them to recognize I know we don't use cash as much as we used to but still getting them to understand the value of different coins things like that is actually on the um the curriculum at the moment in terms of coin recognition that sort of thing so you're probably helping them with some of the schoolwork as well by doing that but it's an easy way to get into those type of conversations we spoke earlier around things that they really need or want to buy that sort of thing doing activities in the house around recognizing things that needs versus wants you can get give them a bag and ask them to fill it up with just needs or just wants that yeah. they can see around the house. It's just almost getting them to think in terms of that's it's almost that mindset piece again, isn't it? Around what do we actually need to spend money on? What 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 are things that we've wanted to spend money on? And then when when money is that little bit more scarce, they can see the distinction and actually it's the wants that probably are the things that they need to cut back on. It's just I guess that's just another way in, in which we can do it. So it doesn't have to be conversations for you younger children getting them to understand some of those things, safe places to keep their money, um, uh, talking about obviously when they go out spending, putting it in a purse, making sure it's zipped up, yeah. little, just little bits like that. And none of that is, is is has there's no relevance to how much money you've got that, that would impact those types of activities or conversations. So really good activities for all, I guess. And hopefully we'll share more of those on the page as, uh, as we go through the year. So, and similarly, people who are listening if you've got ideas then that's the sort of thing that uh, that would be great to share with others yep is there anything else that you kind of want parents to know that you want to share any um, more top tips or anything key that you think I think that... um yeah I think I think the key is starting early so as I said before that research shows that money habits are formed by the age of seven. So the earlier you can start to get into the habit of having those conversations, the better. Where your kids are older than that already, don't panic, mine are too. So <laughs> we're on the same boat with that. It's about having, it's just about starting now, I guess, is the key thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess the, the other thing I'd probably want to say is, um, we spoke right at the start, probably around the fact that if we want to teach our kids, it's hard to teach your kids when you don't know the stuff yourself, is don't yeah. be, ashamed if or don't feel ashamed or bad or guilty if you don't know about something actually if you don't know about something it's a great opportunity to upskill yourself as well because you'll probably find that actually you can put yourself in a better situation money-wise if there's gaps in your own knowledge that you can fill so hopefully we can do some of that on the page but there's loads of great resources out there as well and what, I'm, what, what I will do is I'll share some of the resources with you so you can perhaps share them with your audience yeah, Emma if that's really, okay yeah that's um, really but it's almost thinking about there's there's four key areas that we try to cover on the page. So it's understanding the financial system and financial products. So if you've not retired, you won't know necessarily much about pensions unless you've done a lot of research into it yourself. So little things like that, you might think I don't need to teach my kid about pension, but actually having that mindset and them understanding it early means when it's time to look at it, they're doing that early enough to make a, a difference in their own life. Um, so I guess the, the thing around that is financial products, if you're unsure about certain things, if you've not invested, if you've not done that, then getting some advice around those things from a from a regulated financial advisor is really probably useful. You don't have to do anything with it yet, um, but there's lots of res uh, resources out there on the internet as well. Just be careful because 
some people out there on the internet aren't financial advisors. I'm not a financial advisor. So you want to make sure you go to a regulated financial advisor if you're wanting to invest and things like that. Um, but yeah, understanding more yourself is probably one of the key things I would say. And don't don't worry if you don't know everything. We 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 can't all know everything because we've not we've not been educated in that way. So that's probably the first thing. Um, the other bits are I focus on financial habits, so behaviours, modelling positive behaviour. That's something we can do as parents. Financial strategy. So that sounds like really high level, but actually with your kids, that's just about planning. It's them having them having a goal and having a way to get there. So whether that be a savings jar and a chart, that's a financial strategy. So it's it's almost bringing to life some of these things for our kids and the mind mindset piece that we spoke about before. So they're the four sort of key areas that my page focuses on that I'd probably encourage all parents to think about when they're doing things for their kids. Um, and hopefully, yeah, hopefully that 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 can make a difference and, and bridge a bit of that gap that we've got in the education system at the moment. Yeah, that's brilliant. Thank you so much for that. And um, there's lots of, as always, every episode I do, I always come on away, come away and there's there's loads of little things. I'm like, oh, I'm going to try that. And I didn't think of that. Um, and I know that if I'm I'm doing that, then my listeners definitely are thinking the same thing. So thank you very much for joining me. That was brilliant. No, thank you for having me. And uh, if anyone wants to check out any of the uh, the information we've got, then feel free to pop over to the page. Yeah, and what I'll do is I'll link the page in the podcast podcast description as well so that people can find you. Brilliant. Thanks, Emma. Thank you.